0: I'm Jen Weyer, Kate.
1: And I'm Gen Xer, Jeremy. And And together, together, we're we're talking talking serious shit. Shit. Kate.
0: Hey, Jeremy. How you doing? Very good. That's great. Um, Okay, so let's get straight into it. Mitch, obviously a very loyal listener because this is his... Second request Exactly Loving it Or
1: may reflect the lack of requests we're getting (laughs) Actually no We've got a few requests So this is a double request Yeah
0: Come on Don't sell us short Um, Basically he asked You know Will we ever have a World War 3 And what really kind of shocked me about that Is when in the submarine episode that we discussed Obviously everyone has listened to that episode You said that That could be a preparation For World War 3 Well well, well,
1: A conflict Could be A A a conflict potential conflict Yeah I'm
0: jumping the gun You just went
1: straight to the end Didn't you (laughs)
0: Um, so, can we dive into that a bit deeper?
1: We can. Okay. So, it all revolves around China and also Taiwan. Mm-hmm. So, I thought, why not have a look at Taiwan? And mm-hmm. that's the issue. And it's been in the media recently because Peter Dutton, the defence minister, has sort of said he thinks that, you know, that this is something that could be very likely. Uh, and Paul Keating, the former mm-hmm. prime minister, said, this is ridiculous. We shouldn't be worrying about this. This is not our battle. So, should we go into it?
0: Yeah. I'm keen to know more, that's for sure. Now,
1: as always, to allow context, you've got to go back to history.
0: I love our history I lessons. I know, I do. <laughs> this is a great opportunity.
1: So welcome to the Jeremy Mitchell Wikipedia history <laughs> lesson. Um, so, we, so so, Taiwan, Qing Dynasty, which was the last great dynasty in China, the last, last emperor sort of of China, um, which lasted, uh, that dynasty lasted from 1644 to 1912. They took over Taiwan. Right, what we know is Taiwan. And they decided that it was going to be a province of... Another province of... Uh, China, mm-hmm. So it, it sort of said, okay, this is ours. Uh, it's part of the Fujian province, sort of like Lord Howe Island is part of New South Wales.
0: Right, okay. Yep, 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 know, yep, I'm following.
1: A bit bigger than Lord Howe Island. Just but slightly. <laughs> Just slightly. So anyway, slightly. So, so the Chinese ruled that, it, that, they actually made it its own province of mm-hmm. China, so in 1887. Uh, and in fact, it was, and they put a lot of money into it. In fact, the, it was the home of the first railway of China. Oh, okay. uh, wow. So... So that all happened up until 1895, when China and, and Japan had had fair few little interactions and, and, and invasions and fights. Anyway, so they they were de- the Chinese were defeated against the Japanese, and the Japanese ruled Taiwan from 1895 right up until the end of World War II, 1945. Okay. So that's quite a long period.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely.
1: So. After World War II, and, and we'll do a little quick little snippet of Chinese history. We saw the fall of the empire, uh, the, the emperor, uh, we saw the rise of a nationalist party in China. There was a fight between the Nationalist Party and the Communist Party up into the World War II mm-hmm. when they sort of paused okay. that disagreement. They realized, hey, we've got a greater enemy in Japan. Yeah. So World War Two happened. Uh, the nationalists took over government again. So when the when when the spoils of victory were happening after World War Two. The Republic of China, which is the Nationalist Party, not the Communists, the, the Nationalist Party, the Republic of China was given the rule over Taiwan. Okay. Okay. So they they took that over. So, and then of course the the Chinese had their own internal battle and war. We can go through this a, another podcast. But essentially, the Communist Mao, as we know, Chairman Mao, yeah. the Communist Party overtook China. So what you saw then was the Nationalists all move over to Taiwan. Okay. You know, they came yes, out of China and they, of they, they sort of, they put themselves out of...
0: Quick pause. Yes. Um, I have what may be a really dumb question, but never, I'm asking never, for... Never,
1: never, never, never. Never a dumb question. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Um,
0: I'm asking for the peoples. So, you know, obviously I know the answer to this. Uh, the nationalists. Can you please go over, you're mentioning them quite a lot, what do yeah. they stand for? What what, so, what are they? Yeah,
1: so the Chinese nationalists was a group of, it, it's a, a political party and it was, they, they, over, they saw the overthrow of... The imperial system, the emperor. Okay. Okay. They were, and and then communists were against the nationalists. So, okay. So it's sort of a political party within China. They controlled it. Uh, they were in charge of, of the government, mm-hmm. um, but they weren't communists. They were far far more pro. Business, Uh, look, and and we can go into that in another podcast. Uh, But they are a political party. Let's just call them a a a political party. Political party that controlled China. Sure. So just to give you an example, so when the fall of the of the nationalists over the communists, so some two million people came over to Taiwan, and at the time, Taiwan had a population of about 6 million. So they were soldiers, members of the ruling party, business people, and so they were evacuated over. And they always had the view that they were waiting to take back China, Okay, you know. So their mindset, and and again, so remember that this is very important, the mindset. So up until very recently, they even had a national parliament in Taiwan that had members that represented mainland China.
0: Right. So okay. in their yeah, mindset, yeah, yes. they were
1: waiting to yes. take back over. Um, and when I say recently, in the 1980s, I think it was. <laughs> super <laughs> so, recent. Super recently. <laughs> but um, for some of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and,
1: and, and again, the, the communists have always saw, thought this is one China. And mm-hmm. this is just another province of mm-hmm. China. It all belongs. So so that sort of takes us up to the modern day. So Taiwan then from 1949 to 1987 was essentially run as martial law. Yeah. And it was very strict. And so the West didn't really, you know, we, we supported them a little bit. I think the Americans have, have thought they would eventually go to the Communist Party. The Korean War came about. They went, well, they could be a bit more important to us than then. So you saw um, the Americans paying a little bit more attention to them. And then from 1987 onwards, uh, they have really changed their their system of government in Taiwan. They've become far more democratic. In fact, their democratic rankings in the world, they're seen as one of the top 10 great democracies of the world. So a real change in attitude and change of government in Taiwan. That's important because this will go to Peter Dutton's viewpoint a bit later on.
0: Right. Okay. Hold that thought then.
1: Hold that thought then. So... Come to 1971, and the United Nations voted to recognise the People's Republic of China as the sole government of China. Right. And so they said, we believe China is one China, yep. which includes Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, the, the takeover of Hong Kong hadn't happened. The UK still had Hong Kong. Yeah. Again, another podcast. We can do that. Gosh. But, we've you got know, a lot of
0: episodes coming <laughs> no, up, guys. I know.
1: <laughs> but... From that point on, China said, you cannot have, if you want diplomatic relations with us, you cannot have diplomatic relations and recognise Taiwan as a separate country. Why? Because they believed in one China. So Wow. And Australia signed up to this too. So in, 19, in, in 1972, I think it was, no, 1973... Uh, 1972 there was a communique between the Commonwealth of Australia and the the People's Republic of China Mm -hmm. and I'll read it to you it says the Australian government recognises the government of the People's Republic of China as the sole legal government of China, acknowledges the position of the Chinese government that Taiwan is a province of the People's Republic of China and has decided to remove its official representation from Taiwan uh, before January 25th 1973 so the Australian position has been and and still the current position that Taiwan is seen as a province of China. Mm. It's called the One China policy. Um, yeah, Scott Morrison has has confirmed that as well uh, recently, and that that has been both sides of government have have actually stuck to that. So okay. we don't have an ambassador to Taiwan.
0: Yeah, sure. We
1: have a trade facilitation.
0: Right. Taiwan
1: doesn't have an ambassador to Australia. Yeah. It has a uh, economic council, you know. Right, so, yeah. okay. So that's sort of the the politics. Now, what's what's changed and what's heating up this issue is that president... So I think there's been this sort of viewpoint that we'll all go along with this. Panamide's probably too strong a word and, yeah. and, 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 and demeans it. But we go along with this symbolic sort of viewpoint, because at the end of the day, China's happy because we all agree that it's yeah. one China, but yeah. Taiwan begins to go and be be what it does. That's changed because President Xi has been very forceful and saying, we want to reunification with Taiwan. Um, we see this as important for this one China to actually show that we are one China, what he's been doing in uh, Hong Kong has concerned people. Where we're seeing, totally. you know, this idea that we can be one China with different systems, yeah. and that's sort of what been has been the sort of forethought of foreign policy experts in in Australia was that we can sort of live with this one China idea because we can still have different systems totally. within that one China.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: What she's sort of saying, well, no, I don't want that, um, and so. The question mark is what's, happening, what's going to happen with Taiwan, who yeah. has democratised yep. and has gone through this whole process. So someone like Peter Dutton, who's the defence minister, who's been very vocal on this, is sort of saying, well, look, if the US decide to go and help Taiwan, if there is a military threat against them from China, and there is a threat that China will invade. Similar Taiwan, to Hong Kong? Similar to Hong Kong, but probably more so. Yeah. Because Taiwan has been far more separate. Right. Even than more so. Hong okay. Kong. Yeah. Right. See, Hong Kong has had had internal government that has been controlled by China for, since the handover. Right. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So Taiwan's totally separate. Wow. While there has been parties in Taiwan that are more sympathetic to a unification or a better unification mm-hmm. between China. And and the one thing I will sort of say, too, as someone who has who goes to China a lot before COVID, mm-hmm. um, I was shocked. When I went there and saw the interaction between Taiwan and China, if you go to an airport, when I went, I remember going to an airport and having a look at the departure board and the arrival board. Yeah. And the amount of flights going between China and Taiwan was huge. Yeah, like Just okay. phenomenal. The amount of Taiwanese restaurants all through China
0: Right. Amazing, yeah.
1: Uh, all our phones, so it doesn't matter if you have an Apple phone, a Samsung phone.
0: Yeah.
1: We all know they're made in China. Yeah. But they're made in China by a Taiwanese company. Right. Like BoxCon, which yes. is the world's biggest assembler of mobile phones. They do all Apples, they do Samsung, they, they do all these. Interesting. But they're made in China, but it's a yeah. Taiwanese company. So there is a, a great people-to-people link totally. already within, yeah. within that. So, yes, yeah, so so what you're seeing now is the U.S. obviously concerned that China is growing its military. China is showing that it, it, it's sort of breaking away from international norms where it says the South China Sea. There's been a little bit more conflict
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in there about territorial rights. So this escalation is, is building and building okay. and building.
0: And so when you said the U.S., would they come to Taiwan's defence? Where do their loyalties lie?
1: So... The U.S. have been selling arms to Taiwan right, for a long, okay. long time now. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, what we've seen is the U.S. have been a strong military uh, presence of course. Uh, in the Pacific and in, in this region. China is obviously saying, well, we want to be as equally military presence. We're a large economy. We're mm-hmm. the largest economy in the area. So again, we can probably do another whole podcast with the geopolitical.
0: Wow. I should start writing this down. <laughs>
1: The other flip side is that Paul Keating would argue, well, wait a minute, you know, why are we saying that we would go to the defence of this country when, A, we don't even recognise it as an independent country?
0: Very much so.
1: B, it has no strategic value to Australia to do so. Yeah. You know, it's not an important trade. It is like, while we do trade, it's not a... Vital trading partner, and yeah. we do far more trade with China. So, he said his question is why would we go to war? Why would we rush to war yeah. to support the US in this when we have no real interest in doing so?
0: Because that's what we would be doing, we'd be supporting the US, not necessarily just going straight there for Taiwan's aid, right?
1: It would be a, a, probably a bit of both, and, yeah. and so so that's where this debate is actually happening now, mm. and because yeah, so it, that's that's sort of where we're at and how it pans out. What do
0: you, yeah? Where do you see this timeline going?
1: I don't think it's in anyone's interest to go. To, I think I don't think deep down the Americans want to go to war, For and sure. I don't think deep down the Chinese want to go to war. Yeah. The problem with these sort of things is that it doesn't take much for a flashpoint to happen. It, you okay. know, the, the Chinese are doing military exercises. It only takes one, you know, a, a failure in command that something happens and then there's a misinterpretation. So, and because the parties aren't talking yeah. as, uh, and interacting as well with each other as they have in the past misunderstandings happen. So I think the risk is that happening because I don't think the Chinese see this as a great economic outcome for them or a global political totally. outcome for them. And I don't think the Americans do either. And in fact, I think the American public, it would be a very hard sell for the American public about going to an, committing Americans to another war. So
0: Absolutely. So yeah. I do
1: think that both parties have a vested interest to sort things out and say face at the same time. Yeah. Um, but again, the risk really is that, that that a problem happening or a miscommunication happening that escalates into something bigger.
0: Okay. If like. only those submarines were ready now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: That's Just a long to one. tie it in.
1: That's a long one.
0: It's a long end. That's. I think we can end it there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's that's the end. So follow that's us. Enough.
1: Like us. Bye-bye.
0: Yeah, see you guys.